up, what up? This is The Moon's a Triangle, and I'm your host, Wes Landis. Now, on this episode of the podcast, I have a long time family friend, a fellow podcaster, and the man who skips class for all the right reasons, Mr. Josh Silva. Now, Josh has his own podcast, Truancies. You can check him out on YouTube. It's spelled T-R-U-A-N-S-E-E-Z. Now, Josh is C's. We go back. Uh, he's a really good friend uh, from La Habra. He's my brother's friend, Bryce. Uh, thank you, Bryce, for introducing us. And I just really thought Josh was a really interesting guy with all the things he's doing with his podcast. So I thought, let's get him on there. Let's get him on the episode. And we'll shoot the shit. Now, at the very end of the podcast, I'm going to have a song by my friend, Ill Matter. You can check him out at Instagram at I-L-L-M-A-T-R. Now, that's my friend, Joey Montemer. He's going to be releasing new music soon. Now, be on the lookout, everyone. Now, thank you guys so much for listening. And this is The Moon's a Triangle. I've been less than 200 bucks for, like, a set of headphones, mic, um couple mic cables yeah audio like an aux extension thing you know what i'm saying all the yeah, little yeah. basics and shit yeah so i was like oh it's not that bad how much is like a little sure mic uh the sure mic i think i bought the i bought that that well no the one that i have is a it was like creative design or something like that it's like a it's not like the most expensive mic but it gets right. the job done yeah i think it was only like 30 bucks oh okay yeah nice. it wasn't bad nice yeah. and then dude like when these scarlets i need to get a dual one because i only have one uh-huh. but this mic has like the the double thing so i was like i could just work with that yeah and do the the kind of the joe rogan type of vibe where it's like the where you're sitting across the person and uh-huh. you're like talking to them yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i i'm lucky enough uh when i was doing um the free game podcast like a podcast that i did a while ago with uh alex and the homie ben and kiel uh ben bought a little soundboard and he just left it on my pad and i hit him up and i was like yo i'm gonna start using this thing for my own venture and he's like yeah whatever i, I honestly i'm kind of over the podcast thing so i'm gonna keep it moving yeah and he's he's doing big things on his own uh so he essentially let me have this soundboard um and it, it's 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 the like there's not many cool features on it, but it gets the job done. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. portable and it's good. So, all right, yeah. that's that's chill, dude. Yeah. So, like, did you was that your seed into starting your podcast? Uh, pretty much. So, uh, like, for a while, people were telling me like, "Hey, you have a good voice. Uh, you should yeah. get into you know podcasting." And prior to that, I was obviously a fan. I yep. listened to a lot of podcasts, like. Obviously, the basics like Rogan, um, the Brilliant Idiots. There's a couple other ones, but definitely Ben was uh, one of the guys. Ben Izaki, who's now like uh, A and R, who is an A and R for Rock Nation, mm-hmm. um, and he's doing big things over there. He's managing some really big artists, and he's actually thriving off of uh, you know the position that he's in right now. It's it's cool seeing that. Sick. Yeah. Nice. So so it was it was a situation where. He told me, he's like, I got the connects at Dash Radio. You should come through. Uh, I want to get, like, a small collective of, you know, interesting and smart homies, and you're one of them. And I was honored, obviously. We did it for a while. Uh, we had something cool going, but it had no structure. It was just kind right. of, a, it was kind of a, like, a really 
It's like a loose talk show. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of saw it on your Instagram a while ago. Yeah, right? it was a while ago. Yeah. We, we probably we probably pushed out like maybe 12 or 14 episodes. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah, sick. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. How yeah. long were they? Uh, dude, they range anywhere from like an hour to two hours sometimes. All right, all right. Uh, Is this on the like on the legit radio? Like, it was on Dash Radio, like the app. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right, that's so, cool. So, so uh, it was definitely a situation that uh, that got me comfortable with with rolling up to a spot where we have to conversate for a couple hours, you know. Yeah. But like I said, it had no structure, so chill spot. Yeah, it was a super chill spot. Dash Dash yeah. Studios was cool, and it, it felt yes. it felt a lot more legit than it really was. You know, like on and I and I say specifically for what we had going, because uh, going back to the structure thing, it was just like a situation where where it just it just felt it felt like we had no we had no actual drawing point. It just felt like it was a bunch of guys talking shit and right. then acknowledging. Um, you know, the the culture of hip hop and other things along the way too, like other yeah. funny things. And obviously, we got into a little bit of politics, a little bit of uh, where we're at socially. Uh, but for the most part, it was it was hip hop deriv- derivative, and uh, it was just a situation where I just wish we would have approached it with the with the more solid game plan. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. it, like I said, it looked chill. Yeah, it was super chill, and it yeah. was an experience, and it was a situation that nice foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. It was a situation yeah. that Ben and uh, everyone working at Dash, I'm I'm grateful for them even giving us that opportunity because if you want to have even if you even want to have a platform to speak in that studio, you got to have something where. You've been putting in work for a while, you know? Yep, and yep. for me and Alex and and Kiel and Ben, who have, like, those three other guys have been putting work in other ways, um, you know, as producers and, and the, in the music business. But for me, just to be a homie that didn't do shit, but but just knew how to, you know, knew how to socialize and knew how to speak. Yeah. Uh, they're like, I was just You're honored in. that they put me in. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. And then... Ended up doing a couple other projects after that, after I left Free Game, and uh-huh. and that didn't work out. So now I have something where I'm actually proud of. Yeah. So where I'm at now. what made you want to like do your podcast that you're doing now? Truancies is the name of it. Yeah. Um, it's a play, obviously, on skipping class, and I, that's literally the motto: is like skipping class for all the right reasons. And nice. it's a situation where I figured. You know, I have the gift of breaking conversations down and I have an interest in uh, learning about people's stories yeah. and then getting them to convey it back to me. So I'll, I figured, why not make something out of this visually and, and sonically where of course. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of cool people. Yeah. And then they're friends with even cooler people who have been doing shit in the music game for a while. Yeah. And not even just the music game. Like, uh, I, I got, you know, I'm building a portfolio and I'm talking to other people, even people that run their own business, whether mm. it be a barbershop, a restaurant. Right. Um, you know, pop-up shops. Nice. But it's mostly, um, you know, music uh, driven. So what got me into it was the fact that uh, the brains of the operation, essentially, that handles the visuals and the sound, my boy Spencer Owens, Right. he was like, hey, man, you know, we should continue all these other, like, 
we should continue all these other podcast ventures that you've been attempting at, but they just never worked out for whatever reason, whether it be right. the co-host, whether it be there was no structure, right. whether whatever the situation was. He was pretty much telling me, like, uh, we, we should continue it, but it should be you, and mm-hmm. I'll be behind the camera, and we could get all of our friends that are cool with music and have something to offer, yeah. and I'll just capture it on camera, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he believes in it, and he—I I feel like that. he's even more yeah. stoked than I, I can am. Get behind that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's a situation where where I was just honored for for him to uh, really, really motivate me to really, uh, you know, figure out a way to properly structure this thing out. Yeah. And the house where I'm at right now, it's a it's, chill spot. Dude. It's a super chill spot. Yeah. And it's a and it's a sounds good over there too. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people have been giving me feedback on like uh, the sound and then the vibe of the visuals. Right. You know, it really looks calming. It, uh, mm-hmm. And the main thing that I've noticed that at first maybe uh, I was kind of confused on, but then it, instantly I, I I I thought about like this that is actually really that's actually a really positive attribute to this was that Spencer brought it up and he's like. It's crazy. You look you look at the guests that you interviewed and at first they think you're going to ask them basic interview questions, yeah. you know, which which I need to learn to, to stick to a script uh starting from like beginning and then move to an end point, but for me what what he brought up and what I thought was cool was it within 3 minutes of the conversation they realized that it's just it's just a conversation like me and you are having right now, yeah. you know, and they're yeah. extremely comfortable mm-hmm. and it makes the artist that I interview loosen up in a way that like maybe they might not, they might not loosen up around in like a professional interview, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I looked at that and I was like, that's cool. Like I want, I want whatever guests to come in and literally feel like they're just hanging out in my backyard sipping on something, smoking on something, yeah. and, and, but we have a productive and healthy conversation. Nice. And along the way, I asked him about present and uh, past and future projects that they have out, you know? Yeah. And it was cool, because so far, every guest that I've had on there, um, other than Wes, who I interviewed yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the homie Wes Period, uh, who just dropped the full length of his most recent project, How to Survive a Riot. Wow. Um, Prior to that, all the other guests and Ochoa too, um, I didn't really know. Yeah, so, he so, was on the last episode. Of this yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that, yeah. Was, that was a fun episode because I, yeah. I interviewed him. I interviewed him uh, a couple, like a week or two before. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, I want to see if Wes will get questions that I wish I would have asked him. But in the moment, uh-huh. in the moment when I was when I interviewed Ochoa because he's my good friend, I've known the guy for almost fifteen for a little over fifteen years now. Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes we get too comfortable because we know each other. So it's like I skip yeah. over a lot of questions that maybe an inter- uh, someone watching an interview would want to know. But oh, you yeah, yeah, you yeah. definitely picked the ball up on a lot of those things, and I enjoyed. I listened to it all oh, in the damn. first take, and it yeah, was cool. Yeah, and, it was, and nice. I was genuinely interested because I was like, nice. not only are you uh, working on your thing, uh, your whole interview process, but uh, it was just cool to see. Uh, you know, you know when you. You listen to a podcast, and for instance, like let's say someone goes on Rogan, and then they go on another podcast, and you're like, I I love this person so much that I yeah. want to listen to two episodes from from, from two different uh, sources. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's what I did with Ocho, and I think that's what 
that's a cool thing about me and you is you have your way of bringing out conversations out of an artist or whoever may yeah, be yeah. an author and i have my version and i just think as long as we continue to support each other and also yeah. find ways to be unique and yeah, find yeah. ways to make the conversation uh just interesting and 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 elaborate on the passion that we have for getting questions and answers out from the artist and then the artist feels comfortable to you know speak about their current project and even personal stuff too if you make if, if you make them open up about personal stuff right that's when i think you're doing a great that's job going you know in. yeah yeah it can go in man like it definitely can go in sometimes when you get to know the artists like you're just going on a ball and the conversation is just going and sometimes it just goes that way uh, they can if they're you're right though about that comfortability mm -hmm. like if you make them feel comfortable mm -hmm. then they're good and uh i think it takes the right environment podcasts i feel like the environment for that usually is like an open environment where you can just hash it out mm -hmm. but you're not trying to we're not taking it personal or anything yeah exactly it's just a fucking conversation it, and, and this is how like people just talk normally and exactly I don't think that's caught that's definitely not caught in how our how we see media that's for sure. For sure. And I think every day the mold breaks of the standard, you know, interview questions and conversations. And I think the, the tight thing about podcasts is you really get to know someone as if they yeah. as if you were speaking to them in a room yeah. or if you were just listening. If you were literally just a fly on the wall listening to uh, certain individuals talk how they talk. Now, granted, some yeah. people keep their corporate voice on the whole time. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's cool. If that's who really who you are. If you really are all business and you don't want people knowing about your personal life and all that stuff, but you're still an interesting person when it comes down to whatever uh, platform or project that you're presenting or you right. want people or you want the interviewer to speak about, that's cool too, you know? Right. But I, one thing that I love about podcasts is that you really, or even just interviews in general, is that it's breaking the mold of that corporate uh, conversation. Like, you're getting raw natural conversations out of yeah, people exactly. and you really and for who they are exactly and i think you know the last 30 years the last 40 years interviews have been based off of strictly business off of yes. off of just super corporate uh, yeah like yeah, don't ask you know prs come in yeah eyeballs prs come in and they're like you can't ask them this you can't mm. ask them that you can't ask them this and then over yeah. time yeah and and you know for, to a certain extent some questions shouldn't be asked they're, and you and each person has their own threshold of what they find offensive or what they find um, uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. You know, but I I noticed that I have the gift of I'll bring 50% of my uncomfortable conversations and I'll make fun of myself. <laughs> yeah. And then that opens up a situation where the artist or whoever I'm interviewing feels more comfortable. Right. Like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. Two days ago, I interviewed this group brother smack and they're from all over the la orange county area yeah group of rappers and producers rappers, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. and they all saw but that not just rappers they all there's a lot of uh thank you it's the interview should be coming out soon but um yeah they're they're a collective from la all over the la and orange county nice. area yeah and they're they're all extremely passionate about what they do and the cool thing about them is that they found a collective of like 12 of them like the wu-tang but that that make they all are multifaceted in what they do they're not just rappers they a lot of them play keys and bass and and instruments they all all 
instruments all across the spectrum, you know? Yeah, yeah. But w in interesting enough to say that is we talked about their album that they or their singles that they have online for a little bit. And then before you know it, we got into a really deep conversation about being alone with your thoughts. And one of the rappers, Kennedy, expressed about how he... Kennedy Hollows? Kennedy Hollows, exactly. He, re he, he opened up about him recently <laughs> going to therapy. Nice. Yeah, it really it was. And it, was it was a really beautiful conversation because yeah. here we have these grown like we're all grown men and we're breaking down the stigma of keeping yeah. keeping these What's things to, to yourself. Be a man, you yeah, know? exactly. Like we're all just like yeah, trying to be a man. Yeah, it's fucking a bitch. And and I think and I think being <laughs> that's funny. Being a man is <laughs> fucking, fucking a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that, yeah. You should make that a shirt. Yeah, for sure. Um. Uh. Or or maybe a coaster or something. A sticker would be funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But. It was it was beautiful because I think to me the most masculine thing you can do as a man is be confident in your flaws and be confident in your like what you're willing to express to people. You yeah. know? Obviously you don't need to you don't need to uh break down all of the heavy hard shit, the the dark shit right away. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's personal friends and family that you should be able to vent to or even a therapist of fucked mm. up shit. We all have fucked up shit that's happened to us, right? Yeah. For, on one scale or another. But the beautiful thing that I admired about that conversation was here are these grown-ass men who I know very vaguely, but within 20 minutes of the conversation, we're having a a, a deep. deep conversation that I don't even have deep. with some of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're, and, like, coming out. And they're coming out, exactly. And and really, and really, wow. and really opening yeah. themselves up. It's it's weird, because, like, I feel like, obviously, it's it's so intimate to the point where it's, like, a therapeutic session. It is. Right? Yeah. It's, like, a therapeutic session. Ironically, we're talking that, about therapy, yeah. and it's, that in itself is in therapeutic. the podcast is yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. And so, it probably brought that kind of similar feeling out to him, where he was like, yo, dude. Like, well, for sure. For sure. So, when we were, when we were talking about it. And I went back and reviewed the the clips with Spencer. Me and him looked at each other and we were like, "This, this is fucking awesome." Because right. Kennedy's opening up about therapy and how he's dealing with you know his issues. Mm. I won't break too much into it. If you guys yeah, can watch yeah, the interview yeah, yeah. on Truancy, Truancy, Truancy. Where can we where can we check your shit out? On Instagram and on YouTube. Okay. The, I, I suggest people following me on Instagram, and then uh, and then there, I always post the weekly link. That of the video on this on the page and there's clips yeah. and stuff on there too. Uh Truancy's T R U A N S E E Z. Hell yeah. Truancy's. I threw my own little twist on it. But in that conversation he's C Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah C's. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. So this is yeah. I didn't even give Josh, myself an introduction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah introduction. this is Josh Josh, Josh Silva, Silva. AK I mean I was yeah. I was blessed with the name C's. Yeah. Uh we'll get into that the name C's right now. Is the nickname. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the C's comes in and Ex truancy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and the situation of that is, uh, so while Kennedy was opening up about going to therapy, there's four four or five of us in the in my backyard expressing how we should all go to therapy to work on our flaws because yeah. we don't want to release these traumas or yeah. anger or issues of any kind onto our family. A.K. One day if we have uh, uh kids, one day if we have a lady, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, and then while on that side on the spectrum. Uh, the uh, one of the other guys, Mash, opened up or opened up about how he doesn't like being alone with his thoughts, but he doesn't want to go to therapy mm. because he feels like 
he can handle that shit out by writing raps or he feels like he could handle that out by just going to work and just, you know, eventually dissolving it in his own way, you know? But we were telling yeah. him that that's not really healthy, you yeah. know? Like, being alone with your thoughts shouldn't be an uncomfortable feeling. It, yeah, like, to a certain you extent. Don't have to, you don't have to be alone with your thoughts. You don't have and to. It's better not to be. Yeah, and my, and, but my perspective is I like being alone with my thoughts sometimes because this is where I find the most authentic thoughts of myself and even if they're uncomfortable even if they make me mad even if they make me angry even if they make me feel like i'm not good enough what i do is i sit there and i reflect on what can i do to better that whether it be okay if i don't feel good physically then i'm gonna go run and sweat it out if yeah. i don't feel good yeah financially then you know what i need to do i need to stop buying that goddamn clothes i need to stop going out yeah and eating out and i need to save up some money if yeah. i don't if i don't like the way i spoke to a certain female or even a friend you know what i need to do mm. instantly text him and apologize you get what i'm saying like yeah right my wrongs yeah yeah you get what i'm saying yeah and and you better to do it like when you know exactly when yeah. you find clarity and yeah. i and i think and it's better to do it just act on it because yeah, absolutely you know we have we're here for a certain amount of of years and hopefully we, we, we live to see a handful of more years, all of us. But yeah. the, the, the tragic truth is we lose people and mm -hmm. you don't want to live a life where you, where you yourself get lost. And, and one of the things in your final moments is thinking about, I wish I would have let that person really know how I felt. Or I wish I would have just been myself, you know? And I think, that's, I think that's a big issue that we have in this country, let alone the world, is that people don't feel comfortable with themselves. And this is why we turn to alcohol. This is why we turn to drugs. This is why we turn to just being shitty people to one another because right. we're not happy with ourselves internally. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it really just depends on each person because someone could actually be really happy with themselves mm -hmm. and then they drink alcohol on the weekends yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or like they smoke pot here and there. And they're actually living a really full functioning life and uh -huh. stuff like that. Yeah. Which is really more common than we probably think. For sure. But there's a lot of fucking depression going on too. And Definitely. Shit like that. A lot of chemical imbalances. A lot of, you know, stuff that even me and you uh, can't uh, really express or even break down. Because, uh, you know, uh, educationally, we don't have those tools Right. To, to a certain extent you know what i mean yeah. not like a therapist then, or a doctor yeah therapy therapy is a tricky one because it's like when do when do you when's the point where you know you have to go to therapy each person's different mm -hmm. you know right very true so it's like what and then also like therapy isn't for everyone also yeah i've heard that as well yeah you, you gotta you gotta you gotta take that with you gotta take those complexities with you know, and harsh criticism with, yeah. you know, full, full understanding that, yeah, not everything is for everyone. There's different ways for people to get it out. Like for instance, yeah. someone really might get a full therapeutic relief from a boxing gym and going in the sauna than someone is that works at an office then just yeah. needs to go speak to someone to yeah. psycho psychologically analyze these issues that they're having at home or they've had as a kid whatever the right. case may be everyone has their own release yeah absolutely i feel like that's that's a good point to make like you can like something like that where it's like um where it involves exercise mm. and like 
also like a community kind of aspect to it like yeah. a gym or some mm, shit yeah, like yeah. that 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 can really like make you feel grounded in a way where you just feel connected with other people and also not to mention you're working out yeah like you're, you're taking you're, care of your body yeah you're stre- you're relieving all the stress yeah that's important that's yeah. probably like number one real realistically when you're at the gym right yeah for so, sure and then then like or boxing but then so you're taking care of your body and then that your overall this everything just becomes better your cardio value, everything's you know mm-hmm. everything's just better yeah you you release so much but again that also isn't for everyone too and i not exercise i, I, I think disagree i could disagree at that, that okay and we could agree that exercise is definitely a fundamental key to uh relieving stress and and yeah uh figuring yourself out but what i'm trying to get at is uh, just like we were talking about depression and just like we were talking about other deeper emotional issues, yeah. the gym isn't going to solve that either for like when it comes down to those wounds. But I do agree yeah, with yeah, you yeah, that yeah. that sweating, yeah, you're, you're right. That I do believe that but, sweating and running yeah. and all that other, yeah, just, you just got physical activity and those demons out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you, you can get a really good exercise in and you could really fight some serious demons, you know, for sure. But, um, uh, but, but yeah. again, there, it, there's different demons for everyone like someone That's running and true. someone doing all that stuff they could run goddamn 30 miles a day and still have this deep void in their heart yeah. that that could only get out through either professional help or some other form yeah. of healing That's you know true. so yeah. everything's complex yeah. but i think one thing that i know is one thing that i feel adamant about is we all know what is wrong with ourselves when when we when we're alone with our thoughts we know yeah. what we need to heal we yeah. know what we need to do like yeah. you know that if you feel like yeah, shit physically something. then go run and be yeah, active you exactly. know that if you yeah. that if you did this person wrong you need to go apologize to him yeah. you do know if someone did something wrong to you and it was out of your control then if you have if it's literally out of your control then at least attempt to find professional help to 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 figure this out and i say all yeah. this without casting judgment cuz that's the last thing that anybody that is going through depression or any type of psychological, uh, you know, um, and emotional stress needs is judgment. They need, they need advice. They need nothing but, um, you know, respect and, and, you know, uplifting them to, to seek that help. Right, right, right. So, so I say all that to bring back to the conversation that I had while Kennedy was expressing that therapy was good and majority of the room agreed and and you know i think therapy along with uh you know physical training uh and exercise is is a fundamental source to figuring out your best self and keeping your mental health yeah uh someone like mash in the corner was saying he doesn't like being alone with his thoughts and it just becomes a domino effect of once he thinks one negative thought when he's alone then it right. just spirals into a bunch of negative thoughts like mm-hmm. he'll and he'll start thinking about the past like for instance he brought up drop spilling uh juice on one of the homies keyboards like one of the first times they ever hung out and oh, he wow. and he was like i kept thinking about that moment like yeah. when i'm alone i'll think about that oh, and then yeah. and then i'll start thinking like why am i a clumsy why am i a clumsy bastard and then he'll start start thinking about all the other times he spilled something and then it'll piss him off because yeah. he, if, he, if he feels like that defines him like that's the perspective that people have on him like yeah. Like he's a clumsy guy, you know, and it's like no, yeah. those are momentary issues, dog. And we're all goddamn yeah, clumsy. Nuance things. Yeah, but yeah. it could that whole spiral. 
Yeah. That whole Bro. spiral could be yeah. uh, 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 something from even something even darker. You know what I mean? He could yeah. feel like he's a clumsy bastard okay. because something in his head that happened years ago that he hasn't healed on is is uh, surfacing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just rises up. Yeah, and it could be even and to a point that could be true. And it could even be to the point where I, I'm, I don't. We didn't talk too much about it, and and uh, but it could be to the point where it could have been even as a kid he got yelled at by one of his parents. Yeah. And that might have caused some goddamn yeah. trauma. Yeah. So now when he spills yeah. something, yeah, of course. he feels that that's, fucking that's, weird. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah, everyone's childhood. It really obviously depends on, you know, your childhood. Childhood for sure. And shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because, yeah. you, you know, you don't think about being like, I look back on pictures of me when I was a child and I see nothing but I see like the first four or five years, ha like pure happiness. And then when when my mom died, I see my my facial expressions and pictures change for a long time. You know, like as a kid, like you could tell I knew there was pain there. Now, but how old were you? Five years old. Dang, dude, I'm sorry. No, no, it's I'm all good, man. I, I I'm fully like not fully healed, but I'm definitely like at least eighty five percent of the pain is is I I, I cope with it and I understand right. it, even yeah. though I feel like it's unfair. Uh, even though I feel like it's um, <clears throat> something that, you know, obviously it was out of her control. She died from breast cancer and multiple sclerosis. Um, and it was during the time where both of those things were fairly new in the medical aspect of yeah. like how to treat it, you know, yeah. like yeah. they did a lot of chemotherapy and, you know, looking back on it now, yeah, we look at chemotherapy as something that, you know, takes your life away even faster essentially at the end of it all yeah yeah that can really mess you up too mm -hmm. seriously chemo can uh chemo is honestly like a really like kind of like a thing that could mess your mess your shit up for a long time yeah and it's and it's crazy because i i've read and i've heard other stories of people with different cancers and they you know had the had the privilege and the means to go to another part of the world where they don't practice western medicine obviously more yeah. holistic medicine yeah. And through rigorous, you know, uh, you know, uh, sessions, they, they found healing through the cancer or the disease that they had. Yeah. So who's to say that, uh, you know, if my mom would have, you know, taken a trip somewhere, she could have still been alive today. You know, there's a lot of yeah. people, there's a lot mm. of people that lived through more yeah. holistic medicines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, everything played out for a reason. And I can't, yeah. I can't sit on the why and, and, you know, that in itself would, eat me alive just thinking about like you know if, if it wasn't for western medicine my mom would still be alive like no like i truly believe that at the time too the doctors really like believed this is the best treatment we could get for you but right. also when you have two major like uh uh tissue eating and you know uh horrible diseases yeah. You're going to double your speed just, of of yeah, getting out. Sometimes, yeah. And it's just crazy cuz you know my mom and dad had me super young. I was uh my mom my dad was like 20 or 21 and my mom was also like 21 or 22. She was a little older than my right. dad. And she died by the time she she was 28. Wow. And that's just crazy cuz I'm 30 now. That's insane, dude. And it and it's it's just that's crazy. Fucking insane. It's super insane, but it's crazy. I, it, it that in itself what scares me too um is that not, not that it scares me, but that's an, that it blows my mind that, you know, I gave my dad a lot of shit growing up. I gave him a lot of hell, uh, him raising me and my brother up. And yeah. I'm grateful that my brother, you know, 
was his relief. Like, you yeah. know, went to school, did everything that the good son is supposed to do. But for shout me, shout out Aaron. Shout out Aaron, dude. Shout yeah, out Aaron. Yeah. And he's and he's yeah. and he's a blessing. Shout man. out Aaron. By the way, your brother does the art for for everything. Oh, he does it for yeah, for yeah. the Moons of the Triangle yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah! Shout out Aaron, dude. I knew he gave you a couple art pieces to you know. Uh, add the aesthetic to your show but i didn't know he did uh, like all of it oh no not all of it but uh, he he added a lot of it. okay cool yeah and that's kind of cool how that all ties in you see what i'm saying i didn't even realize i didn't even realize that aaron was you know hooking you up with art like that and it's just yeah. cool how we could bring him into this conversation because he has a purpose even in this podcast he even does. when even when we're not he uh does. thinking about it. that's tight so that and that's super cool but yeah it's a situation where where i was always this the rebellious one uh out of the two you know, and I feel like even at that, there was a purpose in that situation because through my fuck ups, Aaron stayed straight and and in narrow and went to school and did everything that he was supposed to do yeah. and still does. Yeah. And then me, I was kind of the situation where through my rebellion, I learned the hard way, but also ha- made connections that you can only make by learning the hard way with friendships. Like yeah. th- I'm really good. For me, me and your brother our prime example. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. learn the hard way, you know. Price. And yeah. and and but the love and the bond is is there. And yeah. we grew up, you know, getting into trouble. Some of us more than others, but I. Moral of the story yeah. is I I I I learned the hard way, but the but the hard way was the only way I could have learned, because I was the kid who couldn't like was looking at school as being like this is this is not what I want to learn about. This doesn't excite me. Right. And I learned very early on that a lot of our U.S. history was bullshit. As much as I loved U.S. history, I caught on early that a lot of this was lies. And then a lot of it was, you know, even even down to literature, like I found other, you know. Like what kind of U.S. history? Just just even down to the, the uh, exploration and the discovery of America. You know, like right. f- the way that they said, you oh, know, like it was Christopher Columbus and the Pilgrims came over here. The, the most yeah. basic one, the most basic one. Yeah, they kind of made us think that for sure. And and, and that it was all that it yeah. was all love and That's games. True. But also, the one thing that I'm learning about too is, uh, and especially yeah. right now is you look at the Native Americans that were here. They also had their own trials and tribulations before the colonizers got here. They had their own battles within tribes and all that stuff. So, who's to say? like that natives wouldn't have been, you know, going through hard times too, if it wasn't for, you know, the, the pilgrims and the colonizers in Columbus and, yeah. you know, all that other, and, yeah. you know, Europeans yeah. coming over here. I feel like either way, uh, you know, violence and trauma and, and uh, greed and corruption takes over many aspects, not just our own history, obviously, yeah. but, but in a situation like that, once I figured out that the U.S. history was a lie for damn near most of it, uh, that's when I realized I was like, oh, I'm going to take my own path. I'm going to learn my own things. I'm going to I'm going to walk my own path. And to a certain extent where it was detrimental, I didn't graduate on time and I never went to college. But I did other things that impressed and, you know, made my family proud. Like I started working a little bit after high school and then traveling and and making like putting better memories in my life you know and some of my family has never traveled and the main thing that we look at it now now that i'm 30 it's like i'm glad i spent the last decade 
making mistakes and really learning from it because I could have been yeah, in man. a point where yeah, man. where I couldn't have been on this earth that. anymore or I could have been in jail or, you know, those situations. And it's a situation where my, fa my family's really proud of where I'm at. And I'm honestly honored that they still genuinely love me knowing yeah. that I've made some mistakes that obviously I... I could easily redeem myself in which I did, right, right. but it was a situation where I did put them through the ringer, particularly sure. my dad, you know? Sure. But I feel like everything worked out for a reason. Like my mom leaving put a void in our family and it made, I'm grateful that my brother was really little, so he didn't have any memories with her. So it wasn't too traumatic for him. But for me, yeah. it was a little okay. more traumatic, which then caused me to yeah. have this agitation and mm. anger. Mm. And I gave, I, I you know, I, I raised a little health because of it, you know? Dude, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but we're all, it led me down a path where I'm glad where I'm at now and I'm independent right now and I'm a hard worker and I'm just trying to, you know, these next 10 years, I'm just trying to fully elevate those attributes to the highest level. Because, yeah. you know, for the last decade, I did party a lot and I still party and I still like to have fun, but it's a situation where I realized that that can only get you so far and if you sure. really want if you really want to establish uh, a legacy or any type of credible, um, you know, impact on your friends and family is you got to, you, you just got to work harder and, and just do better, put yourself in better positions in life, right. you know? Okay. And that's just where I'm at right now. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I figured this out at 30 and now I know I don't, I, I don't have any fear of missing out with the partings, with the dating girls, with even just, you know, hooking up with girls, right. with, with seeing the world. Like I seen a lot of those places. So it's, I got a lot, I still have a lot to get out and, right. but I got a lot under my belt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really sorry you had to go through that, dude. That, that sounds, that sounds tough. I, I appreciate the sympathy, yeah, but at the I'm, same time too, I'm, I'm really sorry. At, but at the same, yeah. at the same time too, Wes, it really is a situation that made me, uh, you know, connect and and empathize with those who have lost parents recently and have lost parents along the way. And even, not even that, but it's made me connect with people that have been through worse situations. Yeah. Like people that have been sexually assaulted by their family members, people yeah. that have been abused by their family members, yeah. people that have been abused by, by, you know, um, someone they're in a relationship with. And yeah. I can empathize with that pain and that yeah. anger with with like and sometimes even disgust for for life you know what i mean yeah. and it's gotten me you know it's gotten people to really open up and feel comfortable and i realized that my pain on a threshold is so much smaller than someone who's actually still living here on earth and has such an optimistic beautiful soul but they've been through so much worse you know so right. in a weird in a weird way it yeah. kind of made me realize too like you need to stop being a shitty person because your life yeah. isn't that hard yeah, your mom died and that sucks. But at the same time too, look what this person just told you and opened up about. You have no reason to be acting the way you act. Mm. You know what I mean? Do better. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. We all we, we all kind of have like our own kind of thing that, that, you know, we don't really talk about. We don't tell anyone. Mm. And sometimes it's deeper than, than we know it. And it's a lot of the time it's deeper than what our friends even realize exactly man yeah and 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 that's that's another thing too is i re i realized you know growing up with such a close core group of friends and you obviously know them, your brother and everyone else in between you know exactly what i'm talking about right now it's a situation where i'm so grateful 
to have friends that I consider family, like my cousins, because yeah. cousins are, are, like, I don't call my friends brothers anymore, because brothers, I think brotherhood is, like, a situation where, where it's, it almost seems extremely flawless, what I like to call my friends is, like, uh, cousins, because, like, cousins, we, we bump heads, we're still, we're still family, yeah. and we still love each other, but, yeah. like, there's a situation where sometimes, we don't see eye to eye and I'm not going to speak to you for a couple months, you know, like, yeah. and, huh. and, but I'm still going to always have that love for you. Dude, I, dude, that's, that's cool that you have that. I yeah. wish, I always had like, I, I personally don't have like family like that where yeah. I have like cousins and, and shit. Yeah. So at least you have like some kind of like extended family that, that you're like really close with. like, And that genuinely loves like that. me because I've done a lot of, I've, I've failed a lot of my friends and, I've, and even some family members. But I've redeemed myself, and they know that in those moments that I failed them, it wasn't permanent. They knew right. that eventually I wasn't in the right state of mind, whether I was yeah. too drunk. Those are, and then those are the friends you keep around, man. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Seriously, those those friends are definitely really hard to come across, like, that accept you for your flaws. And oh, 100%. Like and yeah, I, and I sure. genuinely love, I remember growing up, you know, I learned this very, very early, like in 1920. Uh, one thing that I was truly mind blown at is that I could say the weirdest thing or do the weirdest thing in front of like your brother and all of our homies. Yeah. And they just would, they, it didn't even phase them. They're just like, that's just what he does. And it was a situation where I really looked at it and I was like, I'm being myself, even if it makes, even if I'm uncomfortable with doing it in front of people, like saying something so foul, Yeah. but people were like, they still accepted me in the circle. And, and I was like, oh damn, this is like legitimately a family in the sense of I could be myself even at my worst and they're still going to want me around. You know what I mean? Mm. Obviously I'm going to try not to be my worst and I'm going to be better. And like, obviously I shouldn't, I should I shouldn't probably take that many shots if I'm going to be wilding out like that. But mm. the fact of the matter that I know is that these people love me from even at my very worst to my very best, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And right. I, and that's yeah, a true yeah, testament. Yeah. Cause even 15 years later, yeah. your brother and those same yeah. people that I'm speaking about All are still, still here. Around. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. So, yeah. and it goes to show that, like, we, even, even in our toxic moments, because everyone had their own, everyone had their own, you know, um, fuck-ups and, and mistakes that they did. Yeah. But the main thing is, yeah. you know, taking some time to work on those, reflect on it, and redeem yourself, and, and you look at where we're all at now, some of us didn't make it, and to those that fell, whether they, they are no longer here with us physically, or no longer here with us, you know, uh, spiritually, like, I'll just, you know, break that down a little bit. I, we got some friends that got really into drugs, and I see them walking yeah. the streets, mm -hmm. but, they, but they're no longer, like, part of the social group. And I guarantee you that if I were to go up to them, they would not recognize me because it's been years since we even had any type of connection, you know? Yeah. And it's just crazy to see because usually those people were the most talented. Those people were, the like, extremely smart and hardworking and they started hanging around other divisions of groups and then just became ignorant with the uses usage of drugs or whatever the case whatever the case may be you know so i say all that to say is i'm really glad that where i'm at with friendship wise it really is like cousins and family and even with my family i have a stronger bond with them yeah. and it's cool to see everyone this last decade make their mistakes go through their trials and tribulations and come back around yeah. and be smarter and better yeah. as a human being, you know? Yeah, this year definitely was a testament to everyone for sure. Mm -hmm. But I I really like what this year's done for me. This year's definitely done 
for me in a way where like I started taking care of my health. Like I started running and just exercising a lot more. Hell yeah. And so it just kind of put a like perspective for me that like if you just take care of your health, like health is wealth. Yeah. And that that could last a long time. But some of us have been through traumatic things that do require some type of attention. Yeah. Like um like social attention mm. or or but that's not even really attention really cuz being social like that's not even attention that's just kind of natural. No, I get what you're saying. Some, some of us stuff, need more than the physical more, uh, just, like, um expression. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then like social media obviously is a fucking crapshoot. And then uh, But see, I I disagree with that. I I see the positives in social media. Don't get me wrong, I acknowledge uh, the negatives. I yeah. I acknowledge the negatives for sure. Yeah. But I don't, I personally, as an individual, don't let social media determine my perspective on the world. Even though I know that a majority of, of people here, at least here in America, social media is their gauge on how, they're, how they, they, they see self-worth or how they see themselves respected by their peers or the people that they socialize but, with. But at the same time, too... I see the entertainment factor in it and I see the, the, you know, you can trim the fat and you can get rid of the negative bullshit. Yeah. It's all on your perspective. Who you, who you follow, what you feed your mind with, what you watch on YouTube or TV. It's just all those situations where like you can sit there and drink soda, AKA like follow negative shit on social media. You can. Yeah. But at the same time you can find healthy greens in that with that people that are using their platform yes. for 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 the betterment and even just more intellectual conversations you know mm-hmm. not and i'm not saying that everything needs to be super nerdy and super like oh if you just smile you'll be happy like no like yeah. i'm talking about real conversations and pretty much what i'm trying to get at is i love where we're at with the connection of social media, especially during this time where there's a pandemic yeah. going on yeah. and where we're at, you know, um, politically, yeah. but obviously on, I also it's, understand that it's not, there's, the, there's, I've been, I've been just like really down in the, in the rabbit hole of social media. Do you mm. know Tristan Harris? Do you know this guy named uh, Tristan Harris? No. He was the guy who directed the social dilemma. Okay. Yeah. Netflix. I've have heard, I definitely heard his name. I, I haven't have seen you, the social uh, dilemma. No, you haven't seen no, that? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, but this is where there's, you got this is where you this got is, this I have perspective. This weird perspective of social media, dude. They're mm-hmm. like they're they're honestly really watching our, our screen mm-hmm. and like it's really really uh there's 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 a lot of stuff going on to to the apps. Oh, definitely. That, that we don't know. But I also think I also think that comes with how it's, much they they really are putting their own perspective on they're having they have their own algorithms that they put for you to keep you on their apps longer. Definitely. And I and I'm and I am not and I am not a disagreeing with that at all, but at the situation at the same time too, just like alcohol, just like um drugs that we like to partake in, I do yeah. the social media, the social media doesn't do me. And my situation in in this situ and my perspective on that is 100% there is a uh economic, there is a uh, brainwashing there is all those things happening on social media to yeah. keep your to keep you spending election, time and money yeah the election elections dude yeah trump it, yeah yeah twitter dude yeah it's for sure all crazy. and we're but we're and that's the thing we're there's all collectively of, there's a lot of like shadow banning and there's a lot of like all kinds of for shit sure going on dude. i've noticed and that they they 
So they, what they do is they literally share feed on your content that you disagree with. Yeah. So you can be angry and engage more with the post. But also, also, so I'm they, a firm believer too. Tick, they try and tick you so you can like engage more. And I agree with that uh, definitely on Facebook too. But but also that that's how you get an older generation of people to stay on Facebook and be angry. And even people our age. <laughs> yeah, but at, but at the true. same time too, I, I again have, I know who I follow and I know what I want to watch. Yeah. And when I am on social media, it, it's crazy. Even the last two days, I haven't been present. I, I I'm I feel like I'm good at social media, and I'm I might be on it too much. But a situation yeah. is this, uh, situation is this. The last two days, I wasn't on social media, and I was doing other productive things, ironically, to put on social media, like my podcast. Yeah. But but also at the same time too, what I'm doing, I feel like it's a healthy, productive, um, you know, uh, outlet and content for people to watch on social media we're not talking about killing people we're not talking about you know uh the dividing the nation we're not talking about any of that stuff even though those conversations do get brought up a little bit i feel like even when we do bring those up there's a positive um individual perspective on it and it just yeah, comes with yeah. learning and expressing this and if i say something that's politically incorrect or if i or if someone says polit something that I think is, uh, you know, might be insensitive, or whatever. We, yeah, sure. We 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 correct it on the show, and uh -huh. and uh -huh. and we're just learning, dude. We're we're learning, yeah. and and at the same time we're, too. Yeah, yeah. We're all just people learning shit. And I think we're also going through a weird phase. You also got to remember that this is the wild west of the internet right now. Like the internet's only been around for fifteen years, yeah. and it's only been and it's only been extremely it's, powerful for the last ten. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, so it's a situation where one day, maybe, and I hope humanity doesn't rely on the internet, but one day we realize that, uh, you know, everyone realizes the puppet, the puppets pulling the strings behind social media and realizing that like, it's not irony that they put, uh, the shopping button on Instagram right instead of the where the likes used to be you know what i mean that's all strategic that's mm -hmm. all to get you to spend more money but again it's it's i could sit here and tell people stop going to mcdonald's it's the worst spot ever but you know how many millions and millions of people are going to tell me to shut the fuck up because yeah. mcdonald's is fired yeah yeah you know what i'm saying absolutely so i try not to focus on that yeah. and i just try to focus on the people around me and the people that i love and the people that i follow specifically yes. if i already if i see you going down a brainwashing um, like if they already see that they got you brainwashed and you're obviously, right. um, biased to one side, whether it be the extreme right or the extreme left, uh, I already know that they got you exactly where they want you. For me, I'm, I continue to go through this, uh, you know, uh, lagoon or, or swamp of, of social media and, and doing it on my terms, doing yeah, it on yeah, my yeah, terms. Yeah. I like posting I stuff it. that makes yeah. people laugh and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like yeah. pissing people off too. But at the same time, my at least when I piss people off, there's an intellectual base underneath it. People might yeah. not agree with it, and people so, might not even think about that. But I, I, I honestly like I see you on Instagram pretty good, pretty well, and uh, I wanted to ask you like what, like is there any influence that's come to you that's made you into like that you into your Instagram? Honestly, that 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 you just go hard like that. Honestly. Uh, yerba mate and highly <laughs> caffeinated a highly caffeinated drink yeah I, I that is exactly what it does is again i take all 
everything that I'm looking at at social media, whether it be a band performance from the past or a meme that I know is going to piss some people off yeah. or whether it be a, a meme that's going to make people laugh. And I just sporadically post yeah. it, and then I just Sporadic. leave. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I just yeah, leave, yeah, yeah. and it's because I'm you caffeinated. Drop and post, yeah, you drop yeah. and post a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool shit though. It's it's funny. It's and funny, cool. Yeah, yeah. Shit, okay, though. cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's my main it's thing. It's comical. Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I and that it's, I think I look at my. It's not like you're like gunning down anyone. No, like, and, and you know what? And if I am gunning, like you're just throwing it out there. Yeah. And if I am gunning down someone, you're just like peace out. Straight up. That's why, like, I I definitely admire your your social media presence. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, man. Sure. Thank you. For sure. And you know what? And at the end of the day, one thing that I realized too, and I've gotten a lot of people, like for instance, this past election, a lot of people were, uh, you know, saying I had cousins and friends that told Uh, me that I go so hard on Trump supporters and cops, and it was a situation where it's like, well, because I feel like those two people are the ones giving like the most ignorant perspectives on the country. Yeah. But don't, don't, yeah. don't, but I told him, I told him this too, though. But don't worry. Some of them are smart, though. Don't worry. And I told him this, I told him this, but don't worry. I ain't on, I ain't on Team Biden or, or, uh, you know, the, like they're going to get the smoke too when they fuck up. up yeah. So it's a situation where if I'm triggering anybody, I'm triggering everybody. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. And and it's a situation where I just it's want people. Insane that we have to choose one kind of thing from. One no, yeah. Piece I'll never. I'll, I'll never decide with one fucking side. Yeah, man. That's fucking ridiculous. It is, and it's That's and it's such an old school fucking what and what way to fucking divide the fucking. Yeah, exactly, and it goes back to what That's, you were saying that those algorithms. It, what but is this it, shit that they have with the government, man? It's like this fucking... It's organized terribly. Well, it, well ex- yeah, for sure. The the two-party system definitely needs to be destructed. Yeah. And if you look at other countries, they have multiple parties. It's and it's also the reason why, uh, you know, there a lot of countries are thriving economically and socially way more than the United States. And I think the veil has been revealed. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, this country is not as... Uh, socially, well, I'm good. I'm good right now. They're not as socially as uh, it's not as uh, socially and economically infrastructured infrastructured as we think it is. It is crumbling right, every right. single day. Yeah, whether you're Republican or Democrat, but what I'm trying to get at is, uh, yeah, uh, choosing choosing between right and left. In my opinion, it's like choosing to drown or burn. And it's a situation where where yeah. you're gonna you're gonna we're always gonna lose, and until until we realize that no matter what the outcome of uh, any political party is, uh-huh. these politicians don't have the people's interest in mind, no. and and they only want their pockets fed at the top. But I'm only yeah. spewing the, the the blatant obvious things. What I'm trying to get most, at is most politicians. Yeah. yeah. And the, what most I'm trying to get all. at is there needs to be a, a situation where we realize the two party system is, is a game that no longer works in this digital age. Cause we see yeah. through everyone's bullshit. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And there needs to be some type of, I, I don't know what the solution is, but there needs to be some type of, you know, restructuring yeah. in, in, us prioritizing all of our humanity into a one part, uh, a red party or a blue party, mm-hmm. and we need to realize that this country was has never been united. Maybe at one point people weren't 
as angry or fed up because it was a comfortable space to live in America because America does offer a very comfortable living. I yeah. mean, look where we're all at right now. Yeah. You know, we're in this room. You pay rent. I pay rent. We have our own space. We yeah. can thrive as an independent and do what we got to do. But the yeah. situation, the situation is for how long, for how long, and also while we work for scraps, the people at the top take the biggest cut of everyone's paycheck and everyone's taxes. Yeah. And then they expect us to live off of scraps and also not be mad and not be in the streets protesting and also not be worried, not be worried about you know, people protesting and rioting. Like, there's so many things in the situations where it's like, no one, it's, there is no structure. There is no structure. Is and this no year is, man. this year has showed. Yeah. And, and. It's been crumbling. Yeah. For sure. And I think it needs, unfortunately, it needs to crumble so people at, from the top. Yeah. So the people who still put their whole, uh, you know, beliefs in these politicians that are slimy and don't give a fuck about yeah, us. Yeah, seriously. Uh, um, it needs to it needs to crumble for them to re- get a rude awakening. Just like I learned the hard way, you motherfuckers need to learn the hard way too. Yeah. These politicians don't give a fuck. Because yeah, I even see care. with family members that I love that aren't Trumpers, literally that are heavy Democrats that literally see no flaws in Democrats. And I point and I point it out to them, and they're like, "No, that's not yeah. true." And it's like you're just as ignorant as the guy who thinks that Trump has no flaws. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's it's yeah. we've hit a point yeah. where we've hit a point where we have to stop. Yeah. Have we to, have to stop uh, being so hard-headed on one side. to each other, really. Exactly. And, like, that's what, like, debate is for. And and then this is also what this medium is good for, too. Yeah. It's like a debate kind of thing where it kind of lays out an issue that fucking puts it on a fucking, you know, like, a good, you know, goes one way or the other. Yeah. And that's kind of just how debates work. For sure. And so that's kind of how it's always worked in politics. But, like, I always thought, like, a debate, like... What if you got something that won't work, but you're able to debate it really well, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think win. that's a lot of, that's a that's lot, lot of, of lawyer uh, stuff. That's yeah. how lawyers basically win their cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how OJ got away. Yeah, yeah, That's how a lot of shit happened. For sure. So the law is fucking really twisted in that kind of way, too. It's extremely complex, and yeah. it's extreme, and it also, I'm a firm believer that the law and our, and our social... Uh, you know, aspects and the way we operate in society, uh, politically also, it's an ever-evolving situation. Like, I I understand, for instance, um, you know, a hundred years ago, why, why racism and, you know, women weren't allowed, like, why racism was, was prominent, slaves were there, not that I agree with it, but I understand why it took into place. It was that time where there was literal literal slave owners and women weren't allowed to vote. Yeah. And it was a weird situation. But now, in order for us, we're in 2020 now, that we're not in 1850 yeah, not, and we're not yeah, in any not of those times. We're actually we, really on edge about like what's supposed to be right, though. For sure, it's because weird. it is frustrating. It is frustrating that, you know, racism, sexism, homophobia, um, you know, xenophobia all of the old, all of those old phobias america is what made this yeah exactly up, this fuckery yeah because old america just outs and, a lot and, of fucking things yeah like, exactly and there's definitely a um a decision of there's definitely a the one-sided uproar. yeah there's definitely a one-sided decision of half the country in this election voted for we want to keep old america and then the other ex- ex- speaking yeah 
but there's fuckery at the democracy at the head of the democracy. And that too, yeah. So it's it's just an ever growing frustration, and I truly <laughs> yeah. don't I truly don't ever think we'll reach a point where these two political political parties ever satisfy um, the country as a whole. Yeah. But what I no. do believe in, one day we will move forward and agree with the situations that we're arguing and frustrated about now. Two shall pass, and it and yeah. it needs to be a situation <laughs> where we finally let go of old America and embrace new America because America in my eyes uh growing up it was never about patriotism it was never about uh you know being ignorant and it was never about uh you know shunning out the rest of the world even though the people in power have that perspective what I'm into in my eyes the beautiful thing about America and I realized this when I went to Europe and I Uh went to Southeast Asia for many like weeks and months at a time is that i realized that america is beautiful because we have diversity and and we have people we have people that are willing to stand for humanity here very true and even though it seems small numbers we're 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 really diverse man it's actually pretty crazy yeah i know what you mean i I went to fucking japan dude yeah and like it's literally nothing but japanese people and then tourist people yeah of course like you'll see a random head here and there yeah yeah but like but other than that it's it's crazy out there because it's, that's so uniform. Yeah. And and then that's how most countries are. In America, it's really diverse, and we yeah. still have all these problems of pe- people being insensitive. Well, because also we also have uh, uh, at one point it's slowly going down it's now, but up. it's still dominated it's by racist, it's, yeah, yeah uh, by up. racist, bigoted white people. And I know how, that you are. So, how, uh, how, how, I know that you are a ca- Caucasian brother, but yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's yeah, obviously there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of hate. But at the same time, but it's not even. And the crazy thing about this is, this current administration but, just yeah, also made to... not just white people be ignorant. I have family members that they they are brainwashed to believe that they are not that they're they're also like in the perspective of a racist white person, you know. And it's unfortunate because oh, it's like, fool, do you even see how you sound? But yeah. this is the product of being ignorant and patriotic. Well. Patriotism yeah, so turning into nationalism. Brain, it's like a brainwashed yeah. kind of thing. Well, it turned into nationalism and and what people uh, what people perceive as patriotism and it's cool to it's cool have an American flag, be proud to be from this country, but it yeah, also yeah. understand that they're you guys have quickly shifted from patriotism to nationalism. To take people in. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. I think I, there a lot of people should be immigrating to America. Well, I mean that's that's the case, right? But at the same time too. It's, it That's not what the country easier. wants as a whole. It should be a lot easier. It should be a for hell sure. of a lot easier. Yeah. Back in the fucking eighties and the nineties, dude, coming to America was so easy. Yeah. Now it's now it's dreadful, dude. It's 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 terrible. It's it, terrible. Yeah, of course, and it, and it's frustrating because a lot of these people do mean well, and they just tr- they just they're just trying to you know make and some bread. It's a little weird. The government in California is like, yeah, it's really ironic, dude. There's a lot of shit that goes on. And it just sucks. Like the feds just need to cooperate. If California and the feds had a convo about like immigration, it'd probably go really well. I I don't I don't know I don't know the situations with that, but Who all knows? I know Who is knows? that it's we've hit a point where on the grand scheme of things you if you are not upset at the way this country operates not only to immigrants not only to women not only to black people not only to uh you know uh all its other situations that it's put their foot on the main thing that i've noticed too is like the government does not give a fuck about its people even in these times where 
They're not letting people go to work. Yeah. They're not hooking them up with any type of stimulus. Well, there's no medical. There's no health care. Democrat president. That's, I don't know. That's what the well. Trump, I don't know. Trump, I don't know. Like I don't know the twelve hundred dollar. I don't know if that was like that was six Trump. months ago. And that no, and that, that was, was from that up. was from the Senate and in the, the House. Stimulus check now. By the way, did you see that trending? No. Is there Dude, no? Is there another stimulus yeah, coming? There's, there's another. There's something that was trending on Twitter recently that was saying like, another stimulus check now. Okay. Like a lot of people were outraged, and they're showing the numbers of countries that were getting the stimuluses. Because oh yeah, of yeah, COVID. yeah. And there's insane. Yeah. And so it was trending that they're saying like, "Yo, like, what the fuck?" I mean, is going it's on? been far too. They should have been giving the people one, the money. America was the one that got the least when it comes to like most of the most of the top. Of course, countries. and that's what I mean by the 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 veil has been removed, and this goes from every creed, color, and ethnicity in this country. You. If you were a working class human being, which most of us are, you <coughs> witnessed how much your job wasn't essential. And at the same time, too, you don't have health care during a pandemic. And two, the government is only going to give you a one time check and they expect you to live off that for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, and it, yeah, but it goes insane. and we'll and we'll move on. We'll move on from this because this is also well, an exhausting I guess conversation. They have the unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm getting at is. Nobody has the answers, and the fact that people defend these slimy bastards at the top, whether they be Republican or Democrat, it is ridiculous because these guys have proven time and time again that they do not give a fuck about the people. Now, granted, there might be some at the at the lower levels, but we already know how that shit goes. They get leg yeah. sweeped, and, and just please be quiet, mm. you know? Yeah. But the guys that really matter, the guys that are really pulling the strings, mm. those are the those are the guys that blatantly lie to the American people in their face and then give them nothing, no sort of help, and people still want to ride for these guys, and that's what yeah. I don't get. Yeah. But and we'll leave it at that. It's exhausting, and that's I good, and it, it it's just a situation where America was revealed in its truest form and it is a walmart parking lot where it's just madness <laughs> yeah, and a bunch yeah. of meth happening yeah, as, yeah. you know metaphorically That's a good way of putting it yeah america right now is like a walmart parking lot yeah i like that yeah but yeah dude it's, uh, and it's just a situation where where i've noticed too one thing that i'm grateful for is individually all of my friends have had a good year uh -huh. but collectively yeah. it's been a rough for everyone. It's been rough. You know? There's patches, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even it's starting rough. from the riots, from the pandemic, to the losing shit. Kobe, to the riots, yeah. to where uh, we're at now. And then it's just a situation uh, where, where, uh, just so much, yeah. so Off, much, yeah. so much the bad election, shit was there. The election was cool. What's that? The election was good. I mean, we bet, like, yeah. and I will say this, the side, the side of the country that was ready for progression and to move on, Barely won. It wasn't a wash. Yeah. We are more divided than yeah. ever. That's, but at that's the end a of, whole other But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're right. It was it was a situation where uh the the one side barely won and not only that, but the other side that lost with no Is, voter fraud yeah. just can't let it go. Yeah, yeah. Can't let it go. Let that go. Even though right now every person that is supposed to uh uh you know defend orange man with evidence they told him there is no evidence for you motherfucker just drop it you know yeah. and and now he's turning on everybody it's 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 a, it's a shit show dude it is it's a, a shit yeah, show it is a shit show. and it's gonna be i think 2021 will be continue to be a shit show but we just have to do our jobs individually as paying more attention and being more aware and just like 
figuring out ways to to maneuver through this without going crazy. Yeah. Because everyone's going crazy every day, dude. Yeah. It's easy to go crazy. crazy. Yeah. And I understand for the people that have gone insane and, and angry and are out in the streets still protesting. I understand all that. But at the same time, too, understand that this isn't none of this shit is forever and there's time to you know take a step back breathe reflect and understand a little bit more and understand that life is only going to get harder let's do our best to collectively do better you get what i'm saying yeah dude that's you said it really well right there man like we should all honestly be doing our part to do better and then you know you got to take care of yourself so you can give the best outcome as well. Mm -hmm. And then you could give really good outcomes. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, man. You, you were telling me today that you're going to be, that you're going to be um, doing a donation for a toy drive for a toy. Drive. Yeah. That, that's why I was telling you. I kind of wanted to get a little head start on, on doing this, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, conversation a little earlier. Cause yeah. So there is, uh, uh, toy drive happening in long beach on the 19th um and the homie mike progaccini who who's who owns um la parlacha down in in long beach have you have you eaten there uh yeah. yeah 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 great the best italian food spot in long in in long beach in my opinion the best italian food i've ever eaten and i actually went to rome and ate this guy's family's home-cooked meals and pizza of yeah. his uncle that owns a restaurant out there that was truly the best italian food because it was literally i was in rome eating like a goddamn damn. king and damn. and these Ro these beautiful romans so wait, took wait. me in and and you, so you went to rome yeah i went to rome yeah. i was out in rome for a total of like i would say like a week nice. and and yeah we and every, every every day every morning his grandma and grandpa r.i.p to nono he recently passed um but uh, they would wake up and make, you know, their fresh sauce and just have, just give us the, I felt like I was in the mafia when I was eating there, dude. I ate like a king and and, and the, the hospitality was next level. But I say all that to say is uh, Progaccini and his family own a beautiful restaurant that's amazing out in Long Beach called La Padalacha. Um, and it, uh, he is really big with the community of Long Beach because obviously the restaurant's been a staple for 15 years now yeah. um and uh they've they've uh they're every christmas and you know like a lo along other different events that happen in the city they they connect and they give they're back to the community to the yeah too. yeah really real close, close to the, to beach. the beach yeah yeah it's really close to the beach it's a nice spot yeah um but i guess nice this this so do, uh doing a toy drive yeah this not not necessarily la parlacha but uh it's actually diamond uh the the skate company and okay. a bunch of other a bunch of other food's gone wild is sponsoring it too uh, comedy that's tight. yeah dude it's um local hearts and for the children right. uh represent a diamond right. christmas damn and who's gone wild show now yeah dude there's a bunch of there's a damn. bunch of people that even mcdonald's is on here but uh <laughs> it's funny who's gone wild who's gone wild shout out to who's gone wild yeah. they really do they yeah, really do uh, they really are a positive outlet for they the are. brown brown community yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're awesome um <laughs> But but at the same time, they're funny. Yeah. So 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 uh, it's the tenth annual Diamond Christmas, but this time they're doing it with this uh, company 
or this, you know, um, organization called For the Children who do a lot of metal and hardcore shows all over Southern California. But, um, yeah, so he hit me up and he's like, yo, you want to grab some toys and, and uh, you know, on the 19th, yeah. uh, drop them off to the kids. And I was, and without hesitation, yes, this is something yeah, definitely sure, that, you know, instill a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, as a thank you to the universe for even though it's been a rough year, this year has treated me very well. And, and you know, just during these times, you it's the same thing every year. There's kids that don't have toys or are very less fortunate. And, you know, I, I've partaken in some toy drives, but it's this this year I'm making it an actual thing to partake in it again. And, you know, I want to I want to show up there on the 19th and I want to connect with people and hopefully uh, hopefully even if it's even just get a little like blueprint of what I could do to even help even further down this situation, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people, the homie Davey, who's in uh, this band, Vamakara, um, and a bunch of people that I know in the hardcore community, as much as that genre gets, you know, misinterpretation of it being a, uh, a negative thing or an aggressive thing, which it can be, there's a lot of positive, loving it and sos booking and for the children who are also uh doing partaking in this toy drive uh they give back to the community a lot man yeah dude and it's a beautiful thing so i'm excited to uh partake in that and and uh you know learn and 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 get get some good insight of like I mean, they've been doing this for a decade, That's so it's sick, cool to see, it's cool nice. to get dude, that insight. That you know, toy drive, man. shout out to that toy drive, Diamond. Uh, yeah, dude. You know, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I dude, I kind of want to wrap back around your to your podcast, dude. Oh so, yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, do you so do you only get artists on your podcast, or do you get like what do you so what kind of people do you want to get on your podcast? Well, I, and I think the term artist. I use I want to use that in the broadest term possible. If you're an if your art is music playing keyboards, obviously we could talk about that. If you play drums, obviously we could talk about that. But I even think there's an art to owning a small business. I even think there's an art to being a barber. I even think there's an art to being a bartender, right? So those are all people that I'm blessed to have connections with that run their own small businesses that manage yeah. cool bars. Uh, you know, bars that don't make just basic, um, you know, gin and tonics and, and Jack and Cokes. Like they, yeah. they literally have spent their lives with the alchemy and the science of, of alcohol and, 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 and making the best spirit possible Hell yeah. to, to brighten up someone's yeah. day at work yeah. after but work. Are you, you know? but are you like trying to focus on like, like music artists? Yeah. Yeah. Music is definitely the biggest thing that I think is going to make an impact for everyone around that, that yeah. is involved in this project. For sure, dude. But I also am not um, subjugating it just to strictly music. Like you, you yourself have a good plethora of artists. You've had Ochoa. Right. You've had a, a book writer. Yeah, you've yeah, had yeah. some, you know, people that have given yeah, positive band, affirmations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just shit like yeah. that. That that you know anybody that has a platform that they want to take it serious and they have something to display, whether it be present or or future projects. Um, I, I I will offer them a seat nice. to sit down and talk yeah, about yeah. it. But it's, it is going to predominantly be music. But like I said, I'm friends with people from all walks of life. And um, even down to, uh, you know, political activists, yeah. if they want to come in. And I have friends yeah, that man. have been involved in that, too. But it just, it's, I, we just started. 
Uh, back in September, we we just filmed episode five yesterday. Nice. So it's a slow burn, but I want to make each episode um, be filled with as much quality conversation as possible. You know, I don't yeah, want to put shit out just for the sake of putting shit out. I feel that. I wanted to each person to have a purpose and and have a conversation that 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 uh, they're proud of and and that they have something to manifest into the following year or even you know the the near future you know? so who's inspired you to to do this who's inspired you in your mm, life um well definitely people that have been doing radio and podcasts for a long time like howard stern uh obviously rogan for his legacy yeah um, sure charlemagne and andrew schultz who do brilliant idiots and flagrant mm-hmm. two uh let me see i'm trying to think oh bill, like ba- bill burr bill, yeah bill yeah, burr yeah, and and, and bill burr. maher and Bill yeah. Maher, too, who also yeah. has a, a talk show. Sure. Yeah, those guys are cool. Uh, those guys are cool. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but just pretty much. Uh, and Conan O'Brien's actually really cool. Oh, yeah, dude. His I podcast is great. I love Conan O'Brien. Yeah, his podcast yeah, yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Conan I, O'Brien needs a friend. I'd recommend that podcast. Yeah, I think he. a huge influence on me. I, I think he was a phenomenal talk show host. But I also yeah. think that his podcast gives him um, a little bit more insight yeah. to who, who he is and he and, and the he, celebrities it, it humanizes them yeah, for sure for sure like it humanizes the person as a celebrity yeah no and, and i, I fucking love that i podcast. think i think uh that's another thing that i love about you know podcasting and, and talk shows and interviews is that the people that are willing to come in and sit down and talk for an hour two hours sometimes even three uh it really does get you really do get to know each individual artist or celebrity because we especially during this past couple years we got to see with the me too movement even down to all of these conspiracy theories there's a lot of celebrities that have a dark past and people that i thought were cool for instance prime example bill cosby crazy oh Uh, yeah crazy i grew up watching i grew up watching bill cosby uh and i remember as a kid being like when i have a family i want to display the same moral values and have the conversation with my kids the way bill cosby does to his yeah but then you later find out that that's just tv that's and just that's just a show shit. and then he's doing some wild ass shit weird shit in some hollywood and and uh, and it wouldn't have been and it wouldn't have been brought out if it uh, wasn't for stand-up comedy and also conversations around yeah. the, the the thing so what i'm trying to get at is if a celebrity doesn't want to yeah. come in and talk for even for an hour it lets yeah. me know that they they can't sit and have a they got they're hiding something you yeah, know man i do definitely dude fuck I, it's it's such a it's such a messed up thing that that hollywood tries to hide those people now it's like getting so exploited through yeah. like, the people that are coming out yeah and it, and when the thing is the, we could go down that rabbit hole too but also it's just disappointing too because these are not only is it the celebrity doing it but it's the people that run you know the networks and all of these other things. So it's like you could go down a whole path and realize that everyone is partaking in shitty behavior. But it's just the, what I love about interviews and podcasts. It really does bring humanity to certain artists and celebrities. And you get to realize like, oh, not not all of them are fucked up. You know, yeah, some guys are just absolutely. normal. And some yeah. guys have a beautiful yeah. perspective and, and situation at home, whether it be with yeah. their wife and family or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. So absolutely. that's why I, lo- I, I love... I love the extraction of the conversations with celebrity or people with interesting stories. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you wish like that you could live like Kanye West, like in, in your reality? No, like, no, no. I don't want, I don't want to ever feel 
like, I don't want to ever feel like everything I do or say drastically affects the my fan base and uh, my connections with the music industry or whatever industry I work eventually work with, you know? Yeah. Because, and on top of that, I don't want to ever be someone who can't go here or there because people bombard you and want, even if they, even if it's not just to get a picture with you, like just a situation where they just want to know, they want to stir shit up in your life and whatnot, you know? So I, I, I don't want that. I, I think fame, want that. I, I think fame that's, and that's good. I think fame and, and attention, obviously I want some attention. It could happen with, it, it could happen. Yeah. But, but I, I'm going to make sure I'm going to do everything in my power to, uh, keep it real. Well, like what well, to keep it on my terms. Like, I don't need everyone's likability. I don't need everyone to feel like I'm uh, like, I don't want everybody's attention. I just want, I really just want to be able to maneuver and keep doing what I want to do with a small base or even a big base of people that support me and understand that when I say some fucked up shit or when I do some really good shit, that it's me at my core, no matter what. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's why I look up to a big, a big person that I look up to is Andrew Schultz. He's a community. He's a comedian and he's also a writer and he's done. He's gotten really big on the independent grind, but I've been following this guy since 2012 or 13. Since guy code. Yeah. Since guy code. And I witnessed when he had a thousand followers and now he's at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I never thought, I didn't think he was the funniest guy. I didn't think he was, was I didn't think he was the most interesting either. But one thing that I loved about him is that he, (laughs) that guy's funny. Yeah. He had persistence and heart and he also had a good gauge on intellectual conversations in our society right now. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's not afraid to give the smoke to everybody. Like there is no bias with him, you know? Uh, And I've seen him throughout, like I've seen how he's how he's gone to networks, how he's gone to Netflix, how he's gone to HBO and he's gone to all these big networks and they spit in his face and turned him down and it made him feel insecure. And he turned that insecurity into his own independence. And he got a team of, of writers and he got a team of, uh, he got a camera guy and he did it on his own, put it up on YouTube. And now he has his own studio and he's doing his own thing. And it's that situation. He instilled like he, there's other things that have also given me the DIY perspective, but Andrew Schultz was definitely the one that made me realize uh, you can do this all by yourself, but it requires working harder, working smarter, and also investing your own money into yourself. You can't be relying on networks and yeah. all these people that 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 just because you sign a million-dollar deal doesn't mean you're going to get that million-dollar deal. And also, yeah. at the end of it all, we just saw this with Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you saw his latest little clip that he put out. He talked about how he was 28 years old. And he signed a contract for the Chappelle show, Comedy Central, and they, they all made him believe every executive in that room who happened to be white men. But in my opinion, yeah. they th- that I feel like there's also slimy bastards that 15 years now have changed and they look just like me, but they're in a position where they could be a slimy bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying is he fell for it. He was 28 years old, had a kid on the way, and out of desperation, he signed this contract and he made a scratch like a speck under the fingernail compared to what he should have been making for his art right and that was because he didn't read the contract at the time the lawyer might have fucked him over whatever the case may be is he did it out of desperation and he got the littlest amount for his hard work 
and then the corporations and the executives right. got the biggest thing. So now yeah. with the whole boycotting shit, but but see, there's changing it. Getting messed. Yeah, dude, that's that dude screwed over. There's a lot of that's a broken a record, record in the industry, right? Yeah. Um, and the situation, artists, music artists, dude, yeah, like comedians not getting paid. Yeah, and that, and that's yeah. the situation where where For sure that's the situation where you know we're we're living in some interesting times where. People like Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz and Dave Chappelle have all brought different, and they're all older than me. So this is a situation where, like, I learned from their mistakes um, to not fall for what what they fall for if and when I'm given the opportunity that they were given, you know. And it's a situation where where I look at it, and I'm just glad that I'm at a point where I never got I I never got fucked over by. A contract or a label, and yeah. and I also never really put myself in a position where I felt like I I, I was getting I was selling out. So yeah. it's a situ it's a situation where like now I know that if as long as I got Spencer, me and him could make what I want mm -hmm. out of this. It just all de it all depends on how hard we want to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because people are already showing love and people are interested. And and this is just off the strength of people that know me and also people that don't know me but saw my interview and uh, felt like I have a gift to bring these conversations out. And these are strangers. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if I if, if I've only if I'm only five episodes into this and I already got twenty plus people, uh, twenty new people that I don't know sliding up in my DMs and being like, hey, I don't know you, but I fucked with the interview that you did with Kennedy. Hey, I don't know you, but I like the interview that you did with Alex. Hey, I don't know you, but blah, blah, blah. I, yeah. Only positive reinforcement. And these are strangers. This is how you built a cult following. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's that situation where I know that I'm gifted with positive reinforcement and actually conviction and confidence in what I do. My biggest obstacle in the way is how bad do I want it? Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If you you can definitely keep doing it as a hobby and just see how it goes. And I don't and want like, it, I don't want it as a hobby. I want it. I want it's like a full time thing. I want I want it eventually to be a situation where it's like. I really I really make, I really live a life where I do what I want, and and doing what I want is. Extracting conversations from artists that I admire. Yeah. And and. I'm doing it on my own terms. And even though it was a hell of a mission and it was hard and I'm tired, mm -hmm. I'd rather be doing this than taking orders from a motherfucker ever yeah, in life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that. shout out to the people that are working because I still have a nine to five, dude. I have yeah. a actual, I have a, a nine to 11. So I work 14 hours a day when I'm not, when I'm not, not working on yeah. this shit, you know? Wow. Like I've been hustling for a long time and I know that my work ethic is good. But I could always work harder at it, and it's now it's a time of taking those fourteen hour shifts and taking my money financially and placing it into investing it into myself and these next ten years I gotta make it work. you know what yeah, I'm saying I feel that I gotta make make it work for myself, yeah I gotta you know supply my own ecosystem and i'm just I'm just really glad that I have people like yourself and people like spencer and 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 people like all my friends that I interview and even people that one day i'll will be friends with, but I only know them through music. Uh, I'm just really grateful that they're that they're all willing to uh, you know, see what I see in myself. Like they're like, yeah, I'll come in and do an interview for sure. It looks yeah, legit. Yeah. Even to the point where I even reached out to one of my homies who has a grow up, and I told him I was like, hey, yeah. if you want to give me some like the the trial packs to give to artists, 
I'll have them only smoking your strain. And he has a really big strain in, in the cannabis industry right now. It's fully licensed. And, nice. And he's partners with a really That's big awesome. rapper. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll release the name once everything goes in, into detail. But all he wrote back was, <laughs> I believe in you. Let's run it. Yeah. So eventually when that sponsorship does come, that lets it be known that if I keep this going... That's all it takes is the connection and, and, and staying persistent and, and yeah. just making sure that I truly appreciate every hand extended out to me. Yeah. And I sure. and I lift those people up in one yeah. way or another and too. It's just like all you guys are just helping each other out. Exactly. Like man. it's just you guys are just interviewing each other, just chilling. Exactly. And yeah. we're at a smaller we're it's, we're all at a small a, scale right now. So win win. Yeah. And we're all we're all that's the beautiful thing about where we're at right now is we're all in the grand scheme of things, on a small scale of things, on the on the small scale of, of content or entertainment yeah. or or even in the cannabis industry, but but we're also at a position where we can make something bigger out of this. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that is that's where I'm looking at things where it's like, well, this this you could have spent the last ten years trying to make something of yourself in this, but but I also would have been, who knows if I would have been a 25 year old kid. Who signed? Who got? Who made it? Who who caught the attention of a record label, whatever the case may be, and then they end up fucking me over with the contract. If yeah. I didn't know all that wisdom that I learned in the last ten years, then I probably would have been in a different position. Mm-hmm. So now, because because Dave Chappelle fell for that contract, because mm-hmm. uh, all these other people that I look up to, yeah, all um, that happened. To me yeah, and they it. and then they gave those wisdom yeah. to us. Yeah. Now I learned from that, and yeah. it, now I could now I can maneuver different and be like. Nah, this is this is interesting. Remember what Dave said, you know. Interesting, yeah, 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 absolutely, dude. Yeah, comedians are so wise, man. So wise, dude. They're they're so awesome to listen to in podcasts. Yeah, and I and I even think that Dave Chappelle has transcended even more than than a comedian. Same thing with Andrew Schultz. I think those guys are without. Yeah. I think both those of guys them. Are sick. But I think both of them, particularly to me in my life, are both like. Um, motivational speakers and yeah. i don't mean that in a in a corny way yeah. i mean that is like they don't they don't realize but i'm sure they do with people that tell them but like they really motivate me to be a smarter male uh, a better human being uh you know dive dive into people's cultures and understand and also also acknowledge the fucked up shit and embrace the future while while uh not taking everything to heart you know yeah. like still having fun with it yeah, you know, sure. there's gonna be times where I there's times where I get um, sensitive and there's times where I get frustrated when someone's clowning on me or or, or some something in life is getting at me. But at the same time, I rem- I, I quickly remember it's like ah, everyone everyone gets to smoke right. And today's my day where people are get like either someone is someone got me or life got me. And all I know <laughs> is that as yeah. long as I don't react too hard to it, yeah. And learn how to get out of this and, 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 you know, break the ankles of it. Yeah. Uh, this too shall pass. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. What's that quote from The Mandalorian? This is the way. This is the way, yeah. And, you know, it, have you have you been keeping up with The Mandalorian? Yeah. Did you watch the latest episode? Dude, yes. Amazing. Honestly, Holy my favorite shit. show in the last 10 years, easily. I thought Breaking Jesus. Bad. I thought Breaking Bad was, was the greatest form of writing. And I watched that show many, many times, front to back. But the Mandalorian, in my opinion, does an excellent job at bringing so amazing. Yeah, man. but the it last does two episodes. Yeah, dude, amazing. The Boba Fett one. Yeah, Shit. yeah. I, I, dude, did you, I? Don't you have a tattoo of the Mandalorian? Yeah, I got a Mandalorian tattoo on my ankle. 
That's oh wait, let me see. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. I got I got I got on the high socks. I'm a down ass fool today, but um it's so okay. you gotta you gotta uh can you see it with the yeah, light right yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah. Um man, that's fucking sick. Thank you, man. Uh yeah, so the reason the whole reason why I got Dude, that was because so cool. it was episode I think it was like episode might have been the first episode of the second season where I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go get a Mandalorian tattoo after this because I've always been I've always been <laughs> um hip to the Star Wars, you know, um legacy yeah and i grew up watching it I, i'll never forget one of one of the very few times that i bonded with my pops uh was um he he had the i remember they did a re-release in the 90s of the vhs of the original star wars yeah. and he went and bought it and he sat me down and he's like yo i'm gonna show you this movie um and it's a movie that i watched as a kid and i think you would like it and it's a it's a journey through space and you'll learn uh -huh. later on all the messages and i and it, again it's one of the i don't I, unfortunately i'm i'm close to my pops but there's not many things that we bond on because we're just from a different generation and like yeah. he doesn't like the I music i like i don't really like a lot yeah. of music that he likes but we love each other that's all that matters yeah what, what i'm trying to get at is he one of the main things i'll never forget we bonded on and i remember him sitting me down as a five-year-old and it was a little bit after my mom passed too, and he was like, "It's uh, just watch Star Wars." And we watched it together, and I'll never forget just looking up at him and being like, "Thank you. This was yeah. this was an amazing, you know, wow. an amazing journey." Yeah, you know, we spent like the next three days watching. We watched obviously A New Hope, and then uh, you know, The Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And so, since you know, since I was yeah. a kid, I was always fascinated with. Yeah, I was always fascinated with the legacy of stories like that, especially. George Lucas, what what may seem like a nerdy sci-fi film, you look a little deeper into it, it bleeds into society, it bleeds in politically, it bleeds in emotionally, and I've always I've always saw Star Wars. I understood why Star Wars means so much to people. Yeah, like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan by any means, but I mm -hmm. know why conventions and all this shit. Yeah, yeah I get why all that goes yeah. down. Because the, the messaging dude, and the storyline is awesome, yeah, and even yeah. though I don't agree, yeah. I don't, I didn't like that the, was amazing. I didn't like the 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 newest strings of films. I I did like Rogue One, but I didn't care for the other ones. Um, Mandalorian, yeah. I feel like did a has been doing a great job at at bringing back the the soul of Star Wars. Yeah, you know, dude, it definitely has. That's such a good one. It, the soundtrack is really good. Yeah, the music is good. The visuals are good. The storyline's good. Yeah. I always look, and I, I really, so good. I really love that the Mandalorian and you know, Grogu. Well, I, yeah, obviously Grogu's Grogu. fucking adorable. Yeah. But I also, <laughs> I also really admire that the Mandalorian is doing this on his own terms, and yeah. and 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 does what's good. He he's doing it for the betterment of what's right. He's fighting the good fight in life. But at the same time, too, he's an outlaw, and he does it on his own terms. And, you know, the latest episode, Boba Fett said something uh, uh, that really resonated with me. And he said it in the in the original films, but he's like, I'm a simple man just traveling through the galaxy, yeah. and my allegiance is to no one. Yeah. And that really resonates with me because although I love my friends and I love my family and I, and I love people, I've learned that sometimes... You have to separate that love because people will hold you back even if they don't mean to. Yeah. And I want more for myself. So for that reason, my allegiance is to no one but myself. 
And you will see, because I love myself so much, that I will shed that love onto others too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But do not take it personal yeah. when I'm busy doing other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying this just to you. I'm saying this to everyone that I love. No, yeah. Like, it's a situation where it's like, I got to do better. So, it's a situ that whole saying, um, my allegiance is to no one. Obviously, he meant in a in an obviously more dramatic way. Yeah. But I take that line and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm only going to do this for motherfuckers that want to lift themselves up too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you will see that you will see that even though I might I might seem selfish in this upcoming year, but I'm just trying to get the ball rolling for my own situation. Right. So eventually, I could put you in a position or someone that I love um, in a position to where you could be your own boss. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I just, and I think that's where the Mandalorian in itself, uh, you know, motivates me. And yeah. we'll leave, we'll end that's it on good, that term if you're good, down. That's a good role, yeah, because. This, this is, is the way. way. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh man. I love the Mandalorian. But dude, yeah, for sure. It's it, it honestly makes you feel like a, a fucking renegade. And yeah. it's like some old school Star Wars shit. It, and it's like fresh. Yeah, and, and exactly. And it's, and it's sick. It, it's a refreshing storyline and they incorporate Western you know, spaghetti westerns, they incorporate kung fu. Yeah. They incorporate deep messaging, obviously, as the Star Wars movies usually do. But it's a situation where, on the surface, it might be some nerdy shit. But if, yeah. you, if you just sit down and really sit with it, yeah, you could learn a lot through these stories. And I, I'll oh, never, sure, and I'll dude. never take that away from George Lucas yeah, and John, sure. John Favreau and everybody. Like, yeah, John, uh, dude, they, John Favreau, dude. Yeah, he writes some good shit. Yeah, dude, dude he's, he's directed he's, like most of that. All that. Yeah, shit. yeah, and it's just it's just crazy to see him uh, be such a multifaceted human being, from writing movies to writing shows to being a chef, you know, to do, doing all kinds of things that are just like that's fucking sick, man. Yeah, and and John Favreau is the perfect perfect amount of fame that i feel is ideal it's like people know him but also john favreau could be at a farmer's market and people could leave him alone too you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah for sure people will give him oh, his yeah. praise and his flowers oh, yeah. but at the same time they'll leave, they no one really knows who he is yeah exactly and yeah. i think that is i yeah, i'd rather be john i'd rather be john favreau than kanye west yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying oh yeah for sure so and Absolutely. no and you know what and and no and as and i don't say that in a situation to fully bash kanye even though that man yeah. has done some upsetting things. Yeah, he's 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 going through some shit. Exactly, and I learned I I was a harsh critic because I loved Kanye so much and I loved his work and his bars and everything he's about. But at the same time, too, there's only like a cousin. I can only love him to a certain extent. Yeah, and from I, there's definitely yeah. a perspective Mom's that lame. we don't. Yeah, we don't agree. I don't agree yeah. with what you're doing his as music's a music's fucking amazing as an influencer. Yeah. Fuck. His yeah. music's so good. Though. Yeah, my twisted dark fantasy got best album of, of the really album. of the 2010. That's my favorite. And I was album. like, and I I don't know if you That's saw on social favorite, media. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know who I don't know what nerd or or square they let have the say to vote my beautiful twisted dark fantasy as the album of the greatest album of the 2010s. Dot dot dot. But they're not wrong. This uh, album is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's amazing. It truly is. Um, yeah. Love Kanye. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's, a, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, for sure, dude. Well, this is the fucking way, bro. This is the way, man, dude. So truancies. So so, do you have like a so do you have like a schedule, or are you kind of just like I try to do. I try to. I'm trying to get uh, artists 
every weekend. I'm off on Saturday. I've worked it. I've worked my job to where they allowed me to get Saturdays and Sundays off, which I used Sick. to work Saturdays. But I, I now I hustle, you know, Tuesday through Friday, and then I, my main nice. goal is to get artists every Saturday and Sunday film at my house. Yeah, and then put them out later on in the week. And I have the next couple weekends booked. Like I said, I'm only on episode five. Uh, right now we're in the process process of editing the latest two episodes. We got one done actually, so the brother smack one should be coming out soon. And then we're we're gonna edit the West one. And then the main goal is just to release them consistently, but not on a weekly basis. Because I know yeah. artists are are busy, and I know that that um, especially with the whole pandemic going on, like it's hard to schedule things. Yeah, for but, sure, dude. But the main thing for is, sure. um, you know, slowly pumping them out, and yeah, and and just staying consistent with it. So right now, schedule wise, yeah, I got the next couple weekends booked. So you should be seeing a lot more episodes, but also understand that I believe in quality cuts. So um, if, you know, there's a month where you don't get stuff, like really go check out the other ones that we've done. And I really want people to grow, like be here at the genesis of it because I want to be mm -hmm. able to, just like I followed Andrew Schultz when he had 2,000 right. followers, I want to be able to have people that were like i believed in you from the beginning motherfucker yeah, you know yeah, and like for sure and those are people that yeah. i want to consider you know um my 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 content family you know mm -hmm. and like i love you from a distance because you support me so much you know yeah yeah and i already I, I i already could have that like people have been giving me nothing but uh -huh. positive reinforcement so yeah the main thing is staying consistent but you will be seeing a lot more episodes follow at truancies again it's t-r-u-a-n-s-e-e-z and then you could even follow my own page. That's why I, that I don't follow many people on the on the on the interview page, but I follow everyone back on my personal page. Controversies. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's C O N T R O V E R S E E Z. But if you follow the 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 interview page, you will find my personal page, and I'll follow you back. And just yeah, sh fucking DM me, show me, show me love, and I'll show it back. That's all I got. That's yeah, all I got to say about that. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, dude, I'm I'm so fucking glad you came out here to be on the fucking podcast. Dude. No, thank you, man. Thanks, thanks for coming through, bro. Thank you for for letting me shoot my shit because I've I yeah. haven't been a. This is my first time being a guest on anyone else's platform. Yeah, dude. And it's cool to be with the homie. Yeah, for and sure. two also, you know people that I don't know, so if I moved any of them in any way shape or form fucking the connection is yeah, just stronger you know yeah. all, this is the way we're all homies exactly. exactly that's that's the thing about podcasts yeah like, you feel that mesh yeah it, it's it's happy yeah yeah it's and, like I, and all, i'm definitely gonna once this together. is all said and done i'm definitely gonna show you love on my pages so you know hell yeah dude yeah. hell yeah i appreciate that all right thank you brother hell yeah dude thanks for coming through dog dude, this is the way yeah dude this is it bro hell yeah hell yeah and that was Josh Silva. Now you can check out Josh's own podcast at Truancies on YouTube, spelled T-R-U-A-N-S-E-E-Z. Now, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, dude, and just opening up like that and me just getting to know you a lot more and it was just it was really awesome man so thank you so much for for coming out i, I really appreciate that and for everyone listening everyone out there uh tuning in i hope we all become followers let's mesh and let's listen to all of our shit and it'll be cool um now i have a new song 
by Ill Matter. Joey Montsmere, I thank you for showing your music on this podcast. This song is called Night Rider. Now, this is an, uh, pre- I'm pretty sure this is an exclusive. I'm not too sure, but this should be an exclusive. Uh, so, Night Rider. Uh, check this out, guys, by Ill Matter. Oh, 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 
gentlemen was ill matter that song was called night rider you can check him out on instagram at i-l-l-m-a-t-r thank you joey for letting me use your song also thank you josh silva for being on the podcast um i wanted to thank everyone here for listening and getting to the very end and i also want to thank everyone for liking sharing following the moons of triangle podcast getting all your episodes you guys know what's up uh thank you guys so much for listening and being fans and just getting through the podcast uh see you next time peace